Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. In this final episode of the Stress series, I'm talking about how you can help someone else who's feeling stressed. You know, I'm often asked, how do I get someone to see that they are stressed? How do I get someone to accept help? So today I'm sharing the reasons why other people notice stress levels before you do, the differences between men and women when they're stressed, and six key ways to support someone when you can clearly see that they are stressed, but they keep saying, I'm fine, I'm just busy, I'll be okay when this is over. So join me on today's episode. So welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm so that I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, improve well-being and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, recently, I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to become more focused, less stressed, and have a wider impact on both their personal well-being and that of their teams. You know, I worked with Kate, who's a director, and she said, I enlisted Emma's help as I was stressed, overwhelmed, and struggling with my own work-life balance. I felt like I was constantly firefighting and both home and work life were suffering as a result. Emma's one-to-one coaching program was a breath of fresh air and clarity. No unrealistic goal setting, just simple, straight-talking advice that made sense. Emma has armed me with tools and techniques to focus, work more effectively, prioritise and let go of the crap. It's always good to let go of the crap, isn't it? So if you want this for your teams or for you as an individual or for your managers and leaders, because they have been dealing with such a lot over this last year, then please do get in touch with me. I'm happy to talk to you about what the different options are and what we can put in place to support your individuals and your teams. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, link in the show notes and information on my website at emmalankton.com. The newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics, the latest reports and the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly so you can guarantee that I won't be spamming you. And finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review. Let me know your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. If you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. So welcome back, listeners. As I said, this is the final episode in the whole stress series for stress awareness month and today i'm going to be sharing with you six ways to support someone who who is stressed because stress builds up over time and i often get asked how uh, 
somebody can help someone else who can clearly see that they are stressed, but that person doesn't recognize it for themselves. The thing is that stress builds up over time. I posted recently on LinkedIn about um, an article about some research that had been done on brain scans that showed the difference in the brain on the ability to function, the ability to focus and to remember. Um, it does allow me to geek out a little bit on the, what goes ha- what happens in the brain and I love that neuroscience is able to show this. However, what I often give as an example to people about stress building up over time, um, and bear with me on this, um, is, you know, when we, so if you've got kids, when we live with our kids, we often don't see them grow because we see them on a daily basis. Then someone else, you know, say friends or grandparents see them and go, oh, look how much you've grown. And it's the same with stress levels. So another person can see how the stress levels have grown, but the one living with them or working with them have had that increase on that gradual day-by-day basis. So they don't see the growth. They don't see the impact. And in my um, private coaching and uh, sometimes with hypnotherapy, I often get often wives actually contacting me and saying my hubby needs help um, and my husband needs to see you my partner needs to see you and it's for those very same reasons that they can see that that person is stressed and obviously they care about them enough but the individual themselves cannot see that they are stressed and the thing is that we can only help people who want to help themselves or we can only help people who do recognise and see that they are stressed themselves. It's that old saying about you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, you know. So begin by looking at what do you notice. And it can be different in men and women, and I'm not stereotyping here, it is proven research, you know. So men generally, because what stress does is, as you've heard from the other episodes it brings up kind of alarm internal alarm bells it you know and it sets off the amygdala which is your fight flight response so when men go into that fight flight response and the stress levels are high they are generally and i'm talking generally you know don't be offended here generally they are more aggressive more angry they are there's you know snappy more bossy um often more controlling uh, which then results in changes in relationships or closeness or an inability to see fun really um there was one chap that i worked with called steve who was going home and getting involved in issues with the kids that were happening with his wife you know it might have been just something like they didn't want what was happening for tea and rather than leaving them to sort it out themselves he sort of came in halfway through the situation didn't know all the details but got involved and tried to sort it out anyway when we worked with Steve to, you know, take a little bit of time in that transition between the work and home, you know, take some deep breaths and, you know, what's wrong with leaving other people to sort these things out, then that made a big difference. But that was what he was doing. He was getting snappy. He was trying to sort everything out. So he was more bossy, more controlling because his stress levels were high. 
Women, on the other hand, respond with what has been phrased as tend and befriend. So what that means is that they become more nurturing and more caring. And that, again, still can mean getting involved in things that they don't need to, but they get involved in, in a way that's a bit more fussy or a bit more nurturing. So those actions that they do, it calms their own stress levels, but it can also make them more tired. It means they have less time to do other things because they're, well, quite frankly, interfering. (laughs) So there's still an element of people trying to control and interfere, but they do it in different ways. And when women kind of get the pushback from other people, then that creates more stress in them. So you get this vicious circle going on. So you might notice the difference in behaviour or responses in other people and it might be co-workers, it might be some colleagues or it might be in your partner or spouse but they don't notice because of that gradual increase. Now maybe you've tried to persuade them to do some of the traditional things that we know that help like take a holiday or let someone else do the work or switch off early or or switch off at a regular time rather than working late etc. But what else can you do? And this is the point, because if they're pushing back on some of the traditional things, if you can't get them to see that they are stressed because of that gradual build-up, then it's a different kind of challenge for you to be able to help them. So, out of the six ways, you know, one is trying to get them to recognise, but doing it in a different way. So instead of making the conversation about them, you know, you are snappy, you're working a lot of hours, you are very stressed, change it around a bit and do, I'm worried about you. I'm seeing this. I'm hearing you do this. I've noticed that. And this way of of switching up the conversation and doing different sentence openers and opening up that issue can help them sometimes to recognize that there's a problem now it's unlikely that they will admit straight away it will need time for it to sink in for them to process what it is that you've said for those realizations to hit so if you're going to have these conversations about what you're noticing about you know you're worried that you're working all the time etc have the conversation And then do other things or move the conversation on, you know, to different things and leave them that time to be able to process and let it sink in. And remember, you can't always solve or unpick somebody else's problems. And even trying to do so may even end up causing you more stress. So the ways that you can be kind and supportive brings me to my second tip is about just being available. Not in an overbearing way with, I've seen people do it, you know, you know, with the kind of big sad eyes and, the, and just the quiet sympathy because the other person will just withdraw or quite frankly think that you're just being weird, right? So be available in other ways. You know, oh, a quick chat. You know, we used to make people a coffee when we were in the office and maybe stopped by their desk. It's harder to do that now. Obviously, if this is your spouse or partner that you're um, concerned about, then it's actually still possible if you're still working in the same house. Instead, 
you know, what you can do is, you know, drop a message, quick phone call or whatever, and, you know, be kind of like, oh, hey, Bob, have you got time for a quick catch up? Um, gosh, I need to get my eyes away from this spreadsheet or I need to get direct my head into something else. I need to get a break from X, Y and Z. Do you fancy a quick coffee chat? Now, often people are willing to help other people, no matter how stressed they are. And so then what you're doing is, although you're saying that you need a break, it's a bit sneaky, but you're also kind of enabling them to take a quick break away from the work, which is always helpful. Even if you're only starting small with some little things of, you know, 10 minutes here and there, it's going to begin to be helpful and make a difference. You know, the next thing is, if you manage to get them on that quick chat, is to listen. People just want to be heard. Even knowing that someone else is there to listen can make a huge difference. Again, you don't have to solve the problem. You don't have to try and fix things and you don't have to give advice. But giving someone who is feeling stressed your time and undivided attention is actually one of the best things that you can do to support them. And as I say, don't try and fix their problems. You know, just listen normalize things you know don't ever shy away from this really stressed person by telling them that you know not sharing some of the things that are happening with you by doing that we do this as brits you know the kind of oh I bet i'm not going to burden you i'm not going to share my worries because you've already got enough on your plate and all those uh, stereotypical phrases that we have if you're going to shy away from saying to somebody, you know, God, yeah, I'm really busy, I'm having a bad day, then, you know, they're going to end up thinking actually that you're not really available, that you're not talking to them or that you're, um, you know, that actually there's something weird going on in you. So do share the normal things that happen in life. It's not about diving into doom and gloom, but you do need to treat that other person normally. So share your day, share some of the struggles to help normalize things in your life and in their life. It helps them to know that they're not alone. You know, it helps them to know that they're not the only one that feels like that, even if they're not ready to admit those things but it also helps to gain trust because you are being open and you know and a little a little bit honest and sharing a bit of that vulnerability and then encourage some feel-good activities so you might have done the you know fancy a quick chat you know or can I talk to you about x y or z but then go I really need to stretch my legs. I really need to get some fresh air. I haven't seen daylight today. You know, I want to get out in that sunshine. Um, I need to give my eyes a break. Any of those sorts of things. So instead of Zoom, can I call you um, and go for a walk while we talk? Um, And then it might be like, oh, shall I give you five minutes so you can walk and talk too? Because, you know, spending time outside, spending time in nature is incredibly soothing and stress relieving. The second week in May is the start of Mental Health Week and the focus this year is on nature. So you're going to be hearing me talk a little bit more about that and how nature is soothing and helpful for stress levels and for mental health. So tune in for some of those episodes. However, 
helping somebody who is stressed, if you can get them out for a walk, even if you're saying that you really fancy it, but instead of forcing them to do it, and get them outside, get some fresh air, get some movement, get them to be hearing the birds tweeting, noticing different things, is really calming and stress relieving. It calms down bits of your brain without you even realising. You know, there's nothing better than getting some stress relief where you actually don't have to put any effort in, is there? Perfect. Which leads me to my next bit. Point six. The last way is to have fun. Have Doing fun things, having a laugh maybe, you know, if it's your partner or spouse, you know, watching a comedy or a film, sharing a funny um, joke, meme, those little video things that you get on social media. There's nothing wrong in having fun just because you think someone is stressed. It doesn't mean it's all doom and gloom. They're still human. They're still able to laugh. And it's, in, again, like nature, it's incredibly helpful and soothing. Obviously, don't force it but don't shy away from it either. Because what it does is it increases the feel-good chemicals within them and then it can help that person to notice, oh, actually, I felt a lot better when I've been for that walk. Oh, um, you know, that was a really good conversation. You know, it was it was really nice to just have a laugh. It was really nice to chill for a bit. And all of those things. So they begin, instead of noticing that they're stressed, they notice the difference in the positive things and that then in a roundabout way helps them to begin to notice they might have been feeling a bit stressed they might have been a bit down they might have not been making time for etc etc it doesn't matter whether they say oh yes my name is bob and i've been stressed you don't need them to do that you need to increase the feel-good chemicals within them so then it helps to, to create time to kind of drain away the stressy chemicals okay now if you are a, a partner or a friend of somebody that's stressed then these tips will also help and and you can apply them to your situation as well as if you're managing someone although it might need a little bit more inventiveness to make them happen happy to talk about that if you need it but ensure that you are there for them and often, as I said, when they notice the difference, it helps them to see and want to do more of the good stuff and the feel good stuff. So I hope that's really helpful in giving you some ideas in ways to support someone who is stressed without kind of becoming getting at loggerheads with them or without you getting um, you know, tattered and frustrated and stressed yourself. As ever. If you have any questions at all, then just drop me a message, emma at emmalankton.com. Don't forget that there's still my workshops and the stress awareness pack. If you want that for your workplace, go back and listen to the last episode for more information about what's included in that. As always, if this is helpful, please share it with people or leave a review. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.